Hi everyone, it's Tony Nash, back with Plugged and Unplanned, and I'm excited today because I have a, not, a, not an unusual book, it's a different topic, something that I've not talked about before in all my uh, podcasts, so I'm excited to have the author, Eleanor Moshe, her, her book is Constructing Your Career, not just about constructing your career, 12 foundational stages on the greatest project you'll ever work on, how to build your career in construction. So welcome to the program, Eleanor. Thank you very much for having me on your show, Tony. It's an absolute pleasure. Good on you. So is it, I mean, is it really just specific for the construction industry or can what you, you know, what you're teaching people be transposed into other industries or is it that is construction so unique that you really do need to have a kind of like a, a very well thought through, I mean, when you build up build a building, you've got to have a plan, don't you? So is it, you know, I assume maybe in, maybe when you have your career, it's the same thing. Just tell us a bit about that. Of course, that's a great question. There are certain nuances and considerations that are particular to the construction industry, which do need to be considered when you are constructing your career, because I didn't have that filter when I was first building my career, but then I needed to start considering this and it does have implications on your long-term career success. But in saying that, the people who are reading this, even if they are from parallel or non-cognate industries, can pick up this book and apply the unconventional career intelligence and the thinking that is developed by reading this book and apply it to their own career, not necessarily in construction. Oh, that's good. So it is It is multi-industry is what you're saying, but in particular, so construction, is that something you've had a lot of experience? Tell us a bit about your, your journey. It's a it's historically been a bit of a man's world and uh, being a woman, um, you probably know more about this than me. Is there, are there glass ceilings or is everyone, is, are we all shifting? Do you feel like actually it's more of a level playing field these days? Do you need to be more tactical if you're a woman trying to get into construction? How's that kind of played out for you? I, you know, when I first entered the industry, I adopted the same ideology and ethos. You know, the system is broken women don't have opportunity. I played the same tune and I sang the same song as other people. And what I was actually doing was limiting my wealth of opportunity and my worldview as to what was actually possible in the industry. But then I actually focused on me. How can I be the best version of myself? How can I step into my own potential and really craft a niche and a space that would allow me to not be subject to, you know, what people are constantly complaining about or, you know, thinking that they are a victim of in the industry. I played that role. That wasn't working out for me. And I knew that, you know, success is important to me. Achievement is very important to me. So I crafted my own path and that had nothing to do with agenda. That was about me understanding who I am as a person. What value do I have to bring into the industry? And then how can I actually make that a reality? Of course, the book is one of those. So I do not see gender as a barrier. Race, religion, gender for me isn't a barrier. And, you know, that's part of the messaging and everything that I do and write about is 
you control your own career. You have extreme ownership of your own career and what you see is possible. And if you work on yourself and if you start with building solid foundations, if you work on your mindset and your energy, not just your knowledge and skill set, there is a world of opportunity both for men and both for women in the industry. But of course, when I was sitting in 2013 in my Master of Construction Management at Melbourne Uni, it was just one of 10. I was one of 10 females. The professor was female. And then when I've gone back to lecture in recent years, it's been just around 50-50. So it certainly is changing. And, you know, that's why I love doing what I do and having the level of visibility that I do is to show people how much opportunity there is in the construction industry. And that if you are male, female, otherwise, you can be successful as long as you are taking agency over your own career. Mm, how inspiring. That's that's incredible. I mean, it, I, I hope it's the same in engineering and other faculties as well. It's, 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 I mean, you, you hear about quite often, there's just seems like there's a lot of talk and, but there's no action. There's no, but it sounds like there's, there's a bit of a groundswell shift. That's, that really is impressive and inspiring. So, so your book, um, Constructing Your Career, has this, has this come from, uh, your you teaching has it come from your experience has it come from research and talking to others and formulating you're talking about 12 foundational stages so you've obviously got got a, a clear methodology around it where, where did all of the the um, insight come from great question they say you should start a business around what people come and ask you questions for so throughout the start of my career, even in the three to five year mark, people would always say, Eleanor, you have a successful career. How did you do it? And fast forward a little bit, I started asking the universe better questions. How do I reach more people to make sure that they achieve success in their career, that they have what I have in terms of, you know, it seems that I've pieced it all together for my career. So I founded my business, The Construction Coach, which is Australia's first construction coach. And that's my mentoring business. And that quickly turned from just a blog to being a mentoring service, events, workshops. And parallel to that, I didn't know that this would be the vehicle which would get me to where I wanted to go. And again, on the same lines, I knew there was more to my career because I got to a point in time where I felt stuck, where I thought I, I stagnated. I got to a certain point in time and I realized this can't be it. Everything that I've worked towards, this isn't it. So when you have a vision for yourself and when you have belief in that vision and conviction and you take action, and I love what you said before about action, people don't need more information, they need more action. I went to an event and I met my now mentor, Ron Malhotra, who you had on your podcast as well. And I, start, I started work with Ron in his thought leadership program. And it was through that also in parallel to everything that I was doing in the industry, which really crafted my thinking. And I was always meant to be a thought leader. So over the course of, you know, eight months, nine months, I was I already had all this, you know, this experience, this insight with me. I've always been a deep thinker and an unconventional thinker. I had this in me, but it was really through the work with Ron that I brought it out and I was able to, you know, create a parallel in the book between this is how you build a building and this is how you build a career because, like I said, we don't need more information. We need, you know, 
both the inspiration and the motivation, but also the tactical plan to say, this is how it's done. So both for me happened at the same time, but I really did lean into the insight that I I think, and also everything that I wrote about has come from a space of experience. I don't write about theoretical, you know, this may be nice for you to do, but I haven't done it myself. I certainly don't do that. It's all come from insight and experience that I've garnered over my own seven year career in the construction industry so do, do you there's obviously um many different roles within the construction industry there's you know from architecture design the actual building um where is there any particular part of the construction industry that you that you're um addressing here or is it someone wants to be a builder um and you know and in a building building the do you cover that or is it more so in the in the strategic management and, and winning projects, or does it does it cover all? Is it, how, what what's your where, where's your niche? That's also a really good point that you've picked up in the construction industry as a whole. There are so many titles, there are so many roles, and people tend to build their career purely based on roles. You know, the academic system will say graduate, become a project coordinator, and then go be a project manager, and that was for me also the end of the line as well because I only saw that as the only opportunity within the industry but it is my duty as a thought leader for the construction industry to show people that there is so much more available than just building your career around job titles but in terms of who the book is written for it is in the construction management context but also more based on a psychographic factor of people who are really ambitious, people who want to achieve so much more in the construction industry, people who are willing to play the long-term game in the industry as well. But yes, you know, in brevity, it is for their construction management. So people are working through management roles, but also definitely ancillary and non-cognate roles in the construction industry. Is it, so when you think about your market, I mean, and you've got a consulting business that's really focused on helping and mentoring people, is there, is it a big, is is it bigger than we we realise? Is it actually a very big industry? A lot of people working, or what's the size? How many? Like, who's going to be in? For in particular, you said that this can, you know, trans, kind of be relevant to other kind of uh, people who are looking to build their careers, but in particular in construction. What um, what uh, what is your you know what is your um, kind of um, sorry I just someone just phoned sorry guys I was just completely distracted because a phone call came through and uh, and I, I lost my train of thought but it doesn't matter because we're live here and it's completely unplugged um, and unplanned <laughs> and I'm you know I'm un unplugged and unplanned that's it plugged and I should say plugged and I'm and unplanned so but. Uh, I think you got the gist of where I was coming from in terms of what, um, you know, how how big is the market? Is when you wrote this book, you thought, oh, this is this is going to be really helpful for for these people. Is it a is it a big community? Absolutely, the industry makes up you know seven percent of the GDP in Australia. Last time I checked, pre-COVID, 
it is a massive industry and yes you do have the management side of delivery then you have you know the business operational side of construction there's also the trade and then you have all the professions in and around construction such as architecture property engineering who sometimes want to also transition into the industry but standing at the outset of the industry looking in what does it look like what do i actually need to consider so it is a very very large market especially when you look down the supply chain up and down the supply chain and realize how many people actually make up the construction industry but also globally how many people are now studying construction management degrees it wasn't popular once upon a time what it used to be architecture which was the sexy degree and everyone wanted to go do that and have their name on the building and very slowly they've started discovering there is a whole other world so it is you know phenomenal in how many people have direct and indirect contact contact with the construction industry that's that's amazing you don't realize how big it is i mean you see buildings being built all the time and you think you know like and there's tunnels and there's and there's you know roads and it's not just residential or an office building obviously um there's there's um city there's there's rural everything's going on you're quite right just out of curiosity though um you've obviously traveled the world is there is this relevant to all different um countries and people from different regions or do you find that construction is very particular for australia and then it's i mean different in other parts of the world how, how what's your on it. There are nuances which are very particular to how the Australian construction industry is structured and especially in terms of the tiers of company you know tier one is your larger you know very very large organizations they're the ones who are doing the towers in the CBD and then that flows right down to sort of the less regulated market of residential construction but there is it's more regular there are more regulated markets overseas and you have more, you know more barriers to entry so not every mum and dad who have done a subdivision can now have a construction company if you look at japan there are only you know five major construction companies you don't have that lower tier of cowboy builders but nonetheless i was you know my book is now stocked in birmingham city university in england it's you know, traveling across all corners of the world nonetheless. But from an industry perspective, certainly there are key structural factors in Australia, which are particular to Australia. The US is a similar market to some extent. That's probably the closest market that we have to Australia. But, you know, people certainly come to Australia also to work on construction because of the really unique projects that we have and and also the wealth of opportunity that this industry really affords i'm just looking at the um the chapters of your book it sounds like a construction manual um, <laughs> in itself obviously you've kept it um relevant to your industry i speak um, the language <laughs> yeah planning phase design phase construction phase operational phase phase um do you, do you think that that um, the reason why you've got you've built a niche or that you've focused on something you know very particular has it been largely you know kind of like one thing led to another another kind of industry and and that um, that uh, yeah I just ended up here because 
I did this and then I ended up doing that. And and so it's, there's been, which is odd because when you're building, you've really got an end point in mind. You're working off a, you're working off a plan. You're working off some architectural drawings. You don't just start a building and go, oh, well, some people do. I've seen some of those shows, you know, and well, I'm just going to start and see where we end up. But that is very uncommon. Um, it's actually in the reverse. But um, is that your experience that actually um, um, the construction industry has very, been very much, you know, why did you get in? Oh, you know, my uncle or my, you know, family member or a friend had a job and I just helped out at the, at the site. And then before I knew it, I was building and, and then I got an apprenticeship. And then you kind of, and that's what you do for 40 years of your life. Is that how it's kind of sh shaken out? A hundred percent. It's incredible that you said that. That's how a lot of people start. You know, an uncle just had a side. They were, they were laboring or they saw their dad do it. So they thought they would try it out for themselves. But, you know, you, that analogy was fantastic in terms of when we are building a physical building, we know what the end in mind looks like. We know precisely what it has to do, how it has to function, what it has to contribute to the world. And then we have the plans and we have all the people around us to make that happen. But that intelligence, that's not being applied to people's careers. They're starting off with, you know, just as you said, they fall into the industry. It's very rare that it's a conscious and strategic decision that people end up in it or they come in through different streams. Many come from the architecture background. They enter into the architecture world. They find themselves dismayed and disarrayed and want to start off in construction. So again, it's one thing that fluidly leads to another. But just because that has been the case, it really doesn't mean that it still is an industry for everyone because it's not a sexy industry. It is highly competitive the demands are you know just great in terms of you know personal sacrifice and what actually goes to getting a building up off the ground even if you are working in a consultancy role I mean it's less demanding than if you're working on front end project delivery but I always encourage people do you actually want to be in this industry for the long term is this how you perceive your life to pan out because last thing I would want someone to do is to you know 40 years down the track say well that wasn't what I wanted yeah so so is that what what is normally the answer there when you challenge people is it they recheck recalibrate and go no no this is what I really want or is it more like you're right I I want to go and do something else how how does it how do you kind of what what happens when you do that you have clarity. I've you know, been in both scenarios where I would challenge people. i say, what do you want? Why do you actually want to work into the industry? And I had one mentee actually say, you know what? I actually don't. And I think that's fantastic because what's worse, you know, having a career just because of societal expectations or because your dad was an engineer and he wants you to go build buildings, whereas your passion could be anything, space, technology, medicine, whatever it is. So I have had both scenarios where people have said, this isn't for me. Thank you. I'm going to go now do what I actually wanted to do. But I've also had people, you know, reconfirm this is why I'm here. And it's also really powerful to connect people back to that why, because when you are in the trenches, pun intended, you can lose sight and you can lose, you, know, you can have that disconnect with why have we actually started off in, the, in this industry? What am I actually here to do? So I love challenging people on that, you know, what do you actually want? And I was also at a point in time when my career, when 
a, a past mentor asked me, what do you want? And I couldn't answer the question. Uh, the only answer I had was I wanted to work on site. And that was the extent of it. But that does not make for a fulfilling, rewarding career that is going to span 40, 50 years. So it's in the first few pages of my book, I ask people actually, what do you want? And, you know, ask them, you know, inquisitive questions to prompt them to commence that thinking. So, so we want people to go and buy your book. Well, we want people, we want people to buy the book and be inspired to buy a book because they, they're either thinking of a career in construction or they've maybe they know someone who's in construction and they think, oh, that'd be a, a, a great Christmas, Christmas present or birthday present or surprise present because they, they didn't expect to get anything. Um, do you, do you think that, um, and typical for me in these sessions, I don't want to give anything away. Um, probably reading the last page of your book is not going to, um, be like reading, you know, a very interesting fiction novel. Um, you read the last page and you, you spoil the story. That's not what, is going to happen here. It's right in the thick of it. Is it one of those books where you kind of, you do need to make your way through from the beginning to the end to go on that journey? Or can you just literally open it up and go, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I could kind of work from there. How, how's, is it more of a workbook or more of a, um, you know, a challenging kind of journey for someone to, to kind of work through to crystallize their thinking and their, and their vision? That's a great question and a great observation. It isn't a book that you can just go to the last page and get the answer and that will unlock everything that you ever wanted. It is written in a way as you do a building. You have to start at the start. You actually have to design and then you actually have to go into construction. From a figurative sense, you don't start construction if you don't actually have a plan and you don't have a program and you haven't mobilized the people around you. So it is a book which is an evolution. It is a journey and each stage and chapter builds on itself because I wanted this book to be, you know, not just a book that you read once, you pick it up, it's like, great, I'm enabled and now I can do. No, this is a book that you can constantly revert back to depending on where you are in your career as time progresses. It was meant to be the mentor, the friend, the guide that I needed when I was scaling my career, someone that I could turn to when I was stuck making a decision or when I didn't know what step could come next or what else could I do. So yes, it's certainly a book that grows with you as you do. Mm. And and so how long has it been out? I'm, I should have checked before I, I grabbed you and started this podcast. I should have been much more diligent. But how long, how long has it been out? Since the 14th of August, 2020. Right. Was... So you must have already had feedback and it's getting to the hands of people. What sort of kind of, uh, I think this is an interesting one for those that are considering um, purchasing it or wondering whether this could be for them. What, what sort of feedback are you getting from the market? Well, actually, fantastic reviews on Booktopia, uh -huh. which is <laughs> which is fantastic. It was on release day. It was certainly one of the best days in my life that I got to experience, you know, actually making this book available to people. There was, you know, a lot of build up and a lot of anticipation. And 
as you, are, you know, with the publishing point in time, there is a point in time where I just had to stop writing and I just had to let it go into the world. And then the orders started being fulfilled and I started getting feedback and it was just phenomenal in terms of people were really grasping the concept that it is also, you know, it's not just about having a technical aptitude and capacity in your industry, but it also focuses on the personal development, which is just fundamental to people's sense of direction, purpose, and consequently their career success. People were, you know, appreciating the direct nature of the book about how I just straight, let's get down to business. This is how it is and how it is very holistic in its approach to, you know, your mindset and your skill set. And you know, the the reviews were just, you know, both on comments on social media and and the reviews on Booktopia in that it is such a one-of-a-kind book. There is nothing else out there like this for the construction industry and you know, there was actually one review, someone bought the book and he came home really late from work. He does shift work. He came home at 11 o'clock at night and he was up till 5 a.m. reading the book because he couldn't stop reading it. He just wanted to experience all of it at once. And when you hear feedback like that, it's, you know, for someone who wrote a book, it's hard to put that impact and that feeling that I got to experience into worlds that, you know, someone stayed up all night reading a book and, you know, taking immediate massive action to change something. So, you know, people have been appreciating the book for what it is and and also just giving phenomenal feedback, which, you know, when I was in the midst of writing, I couldn't even written those words myself. Mm, congratulations. That is great feedback, of course. You're now also responsible for people's sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I am. But, but um, yeah, they, that makes you want to get up and get going. So did you, is there a next steps for people? Uh, you talk about that you're doing mentoring and coaching. So do people reach out to you also and um, engage you for career coaching? Is that is that what you do? Yes. So I have had, you know, people have said, Eleanor, I've, I've read your book and for the first time I need to check into my career. I actually need to do something about it. I need to get back into the driver's seat and take control. So that is when people reach out and I get on a call with them. I want to see exactly what their current situation is, what they wish to achieve, and whether it is one of my masterminds or my private mentoring that can further assist them to getting them to what they want to achieve, then that's where people can certainly work with me. I love your subtitle, 12 Foundational Stages on the Greatest Project You'll Ever Work On. That, that really does uh, resonate with me. It's, and it's, I understand that, that you're in construction and you're talking to people in construction, but to all of us, uh, and those in particular who are listening to this who are not in, in construction, um, you're absolutely right. It's like one of the greatest projects, your career and, and what you what you set out to accomplish, um, it, it can be one of the greatest, but it's not, maybe not, I mean, family and relationships and um, most likely are going to be the most rewarding. Uh, but from a personal perspective, you're the one that gets up, gets going, goes to work, comes home um, and gets remunerated for that. You, you're absolutely right. And 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 so when, when you kind of think of, you know, you're talking about 12 stages, right? So 
um, within each of those uh, areas that I talked about, the the um, um, you know, those what you call the the parts, planning, design, construction, operational, and each one has its own you know, area, three areas, which is part of the twelve components. Is that is there any anything any phases or stages within there that are absolute for your perspective are the absolutely pivotal parts of of where you know you're either going to crack through and get to that next level or get to where you want to be? That's a great question. I would say it would be the planning phase because without the planning, without actually dreaming people have forgotten how to dream people don't even have the audacity to dream anymore when it comes to their careers they've accepted mediocrity they're settling for something that they don't actually want they're not actually even thinking what is possible in their career anymore and once you tap into that source of i can do anything because we can and I can actually achieve, you know, so much more than fitting my career into this box, then that's when people start to really light that inner motivation, light that fire within themselves to actually want more, to also be more and to not leave things to chance. So if people were to only read one part of the book, it would... You know, it is the, the planning phase and always coming back to source. What is it that I actually want? Because as we said, who wants to get to the end of the line and think, well, I could have been or I should have done that or, hey, I really wanted to start that construction company or I never wanted to work on site. Whatever it is, it's always coming back to source and understanding that whatever it is that you set your mind to has every ability to come into fruition. Yeah, so I mean, planning—that's that's almost everything. I don't care what industry or what you're doing, whether it's a party, whether it's your wedding, whether it's um, whether it's your career, whether it's um, the the financials for that year. I mean, absolutely. If you don't have that plan, um, then you're just. I, I like to um, use the metaphor for myself. Um, um, if if we were going down to the harbour here in Sydney and, and I said, come on, let's go for a trip and, uh, you know, where are we going? And, uh, I, I, you know, we're going east. You can end up in Alaska or Antarctica, right? And, uh, all right, well, uh, yeah, no, we're going to New Zealand. Well, North Island or South Island? North. So what? Whereabouts? Auckland. Oh, Auckland. Oh, okay, Auckland, right. Well, actually, we're going to the, the jetty for where they had the America's Cup you know, in the in the Auckland you know, yacht club there, um, then you have a very specific destination that you can visualize in your mind versus being very general. Being we're just going to go east, and that that comes out in that planning phase, absolutely. So, when before we we started the podcast, was there anything that you were thinking? Oh, I really hope we talk about this, or something that perhaps we haven't talked about um, already. Um, that you thought maybe might might be worth a, a mention or some of the insights that you've gained is that happy to kind of just go go a bit free free for all here i always thought that i would write a book but i thought that it would be at the end of the road at you know after i've done everything and it wasn't in my own world of possibility 
prior to working with Ron that I could actually produce such a book that is both impactful and extension of my brand and 204 pages of my own philosophy and ethos of my career. And I want people to know that I, I personally believe everyone has a book within them and the world needs your value. The world needs to hear your voice and what you have to say. And it's absolutely incredible that I started writing the book in April and then it's October in the same year and I get to be on Booktopia's podcast discussing it and sharing, you know, not just the outcome of the book, but also to show people that, you know, it's not that you're first an author and then you write a book. You write a book and when I was writing, I had to get out of my own head and get out of my own way in order to actually let this book happen and to gift it to the world. And I just want people to know that if you are, you know, you want to be this author, you want to have a book, then do it because it's the world needs your value. And even if you just impact one person with the book, I think that's made a difference. But, you know, obviously when it crosses borders and nations and onto different continents, it's something else. But it's you know been a phenomenal growth journey for me myself in actually writing a book, writing a book and bringing it to the world. Mm, congratulations! I know you're right. So many people talk about it and they they dream about it, but I'm sure very few, as a percentage, actually make it through to the end. So yes. it's um, that's impressive. You're right as as it is. So this is uh, very much going to be your calling card, I assume, over the next several years, what your what your niche is, what your area of expertise is, helping people in the construction industry um, be as, as good as they possibly can be. And we, we seriously wish you all the very best in whatever you attempt to do. I look forward to hearing what the next book might be. Um, in in terms of in terms of where you set your your horizon point next. Eleanor, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure having you. Looking forward to hearing how how uh, the sales go and the impact on people's careers. And, and thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for the conversation, Tony. All the best. Good on you. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget... You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.